All right, everybody, I'm back with my favorite people, Anna Myers and Jean Marino. And the question today is, what are bioidenticals? Oh my God, that's so confusing to me. Like, I just hear so much about it on the radio and and magazine articles and patients coming in asking me about it and things advertised. Tell it. What do you know? What do you know, Jean? (laughs) Rachel, tell me more. I had to look this up you know, a few years back where, when the buzz was everywhere about them, I'm like, am I missing something here? What is, this is very confusing. I think the definition of bioidentical can change. I believe it all started. So we had the big infamous WHI study of 2002, which caused that dramatic halt of all menopause hormone therapy prescriptions because everyone was nervous about cancer and blood clots and heart attacks and whatnot. And women were still having all these symptoms. So you had this huge increase in compounding pharmacies making what they coined the term bioidentical, saying that they were safer and we could still use these. And this isn't what was in the WHIs. This is completely different. And to that degree, they were right. It was different hormones than what was used in the WHI. But when someone comes in and asks me for bioidenticals, I always have to ask them, well, what do you mean by that? So usually they're referring to estradiol and a micronized progesterone because they want an estrogen and a progesterone that is similar to what their ovaries were producing. But if their definition of bioidentical is something with the least amount of say chemical processing, if you will, And actually what they need is a conjugated equine estrogen, which is when it comes from pregnant horses. So the first step I think is asking the patient, what is it that you like about bioidentical and what does bioidentical mean to you? Mm -hmm. What do we think it means? So I usually go with chemically similar to what the ovary was producing. And I actually really like those ones. So I like estradiol more than that conjugated equine estrogen because There's a little bit more research out there suggesting it's better for moods, although they work equally well for hot flashes. Mm -hmm. And the micronized progesterone has some research to back up that is the safer of the progesterones. So I like them for that reason. But this is the same thing that we prescribe physicians, healthcare providers, like APPs. This this is what we prescribe, right? So why is it that there's like this idea that a bioidentical is a non-prescription, safer? Comes from some secret providers, secret places. I mean, there's like all of this mystery around it. I've had patients who have things prescribed to them by dermatologists, by nutritionists, and like, how did you get this? That's not what we are prescribed. I mean, that's what not what I'm prescribing to like someone's CVS pharmacy, for example. I think sometimes there is this notion that if it's made in a compounding pharmacy, that it's somehow going to be very different than the estradiol and micronized progesterone that we're sending to your FDA approved pharmacy. And in some way it's safer because it was altered for that specific woman is I think the notion behind it. But really bioidentical is, is literally just hormones. It's just hormones that is being produced in a lab one way or the other, whether we prescribe it and it's known as estradiol or one of the brand names or whether um, somebody else prescribes it through a compounding pharmacy. It's the same thing, right? 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the big shocking news, if that wasn't enough for your listeners, Rachel, is that if we use it through your regular pharmacy, it'll be covered by insurance and it'll be really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you name it, use coupons and stuff probably, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah GoodRx the- has great coupons for estradiol. <laughs> Have you guys noticed though, patients who are really reluctant to start hormones that you know, you or I would prescribe, but then they're like, oh, but I'm, they have no fears or concerns about hormones that they're getting through a compounding pharmacy. Have you guys noticed that? I think it's of that same vein where patients are afraid to take a pill, but they'll take a vitamin or supplement that can damage their liver and it's a vitamin. So it's healthy. But that's just because there's no regulation around it. You bring up a great point, Rachel, because of those compounded bioidenticals are not regulated by the FDA. So they don't have the same warnings that the FDA mandates on estradiol and progestins and that sort of thing for menopause hormones. So women mistakenly think, well, it doesn't have that warning label on it, so it must be safer when in fact it has the same risk. It's just that the FDA is not mandating that that warning be put on it. Which is so frustrating to me in many different ways, because I have patients whom I prescribe vaginal estrogen. They are eligible to take it. They have no medical contraindications. And then when I see them for the follow-up, they say, well, I didn't start it because there was this warning in the pamphlet that said that it could cause cancer, strokes, or heart attacks. And I just couldn't believe you prescribed this for me. And I have to kind of backtrack and explain to them, well, you know, it's the estrogen that this warning is about. It comes in multiple different forms and modalities. And this vaginal estrogen is going to be absorbed in a very tiny amount into your bloodstream. And you're not going to have these same risks. But the FDA insists on terrifying you by putting all the risks of estrogen into this pamphlet. And I guess they have to, right? That's like probably a medical legal thing. And then the same patient could get estrogen prescribed by me from a compounding pharmacy and have zero warning and maybe even be taking way too high of a dose. (laughs) Do you two feel the same way? Yeah. As a consumer, that's aggravating outside from being a provider because, you know, how scary that you could be getting something from, you know, a provider that isn't really stratifying your risk factors. So as time moves on, you don't necessarily stay on these hormones that are systemic, right? So you kind of look at the overall picture and the dosing and everything. So I think that is, you know, beyond frustrating. I think as a provider, I spend so, so, so much time trying to explain this. It's incredibly frustrating that these warnings, especially with the vaginal estrogen, has done nothing but created a big disservice to women. It scares yeah. women, it scares pharmacists, it scares providers. It's- okay, so let's say that again. <laughs> Listen up, FDA. Disservice to women. <laughs> disservice yes. to women. <laughs> if there's someone from the FDA listening, please feel free to contact us. I mean, we want to talk is, to you. Right? Like the FDA is supposed to be protecting us. It's supposed to be serving us. It's supposed to be working for us to keep bad things off the market, keep, you know, keep us safe. It's not supposed to be making things more complicated. Vaginal estrogen can keep you from getting UTIs in my older women. This is something that could save their lives, but they're scared to use it. 
It's why, Anna, terrible. tell us more about why a UTI ends up, you know, preventing a UTI could save someone's life. Tell me more about that. Vaginal estrogen can be used to change the pH of the vagina and so that there will be less bacteria in that area. So there's less risk for urinary tract infection. And so women that as they age and if they have more frequent urinary tract infections, I encourage them use vaginal estrogen cream. And so it's beyond frustrating when they don't use it because they're scared of the warning on the box. Yeah. And for a lot of older people, a UTI can lead to sepsis, which can lead to death. Really literally could save their lives, keep them out of the ICU. Right. But our patients might not use it when they see that, oh, it might cause um, stroke, DVT, or breast cancer. We just do not see that with vaginal estrogen. And we've got a lot of research to back that up. (laughs) Okay. I have another question for you with bioidenticals. Going back to our main topic. I have had patients who come in from a private sector clinic. I don't know the the provider's background, what their training is or or whatnot. And they have a bag full of creams and lotions and, and they are putting progesterone, DHEA, all of these hormones, they're putting them transdermally. And from what I understand, I mean, what I have, I've kind of looked into for some of these hormones, we don't even metabolize transdermally. So I've had a couple of patients where we've just thought, okay, well, let's just start from scratch. We'll, we'll stop you on all these things. And one patient said, well, I really want to know if they've been doing anything. So I have actually checked hormones for a patient who was on a ton of different bioidenticals transdermally, and she was including DHEA, which should increase her testosterone theoretically. And her testosterone was zero. Oh my goodness. And so I'm like, okay, she's that's a lot of money. (laughs) She's spending so much money on these things that she can't even metabolize. Have you guys seen that? I think the placebo effect is huge Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, but no, that's a great point. And that's a good one to check a hormone on someone like that. All right. So bioidenticals, not really anything new. We've been giving people hormones (laughs) for a very long time. Just because they're compounded does not mean that there's something safer or new fandangled. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Compounding is really nice when someone has an allergy and mm -hmm. that's, you know, I have a couple women I've worked with that have just a list of things that they have reactions to. And so compounding hormones for those women is a great, valuable tool. But we love compounding pharmacies for lots of reasons. Yes. I use them. I mean, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not trying to bash them at all. Sorry if I came across that way, but I, I use them a lot when I want to combine a hormone product and I can't get it. I can't prescribe it that way. There's definitely a place for them, but otherwise I would say the vast, vast, vast majority of my patients, I send them to their regular pharmacy where their insurance will cover their estradiol and micronized progesterone. All right, friends, moral of the story, do not be overexcited about bioidenticals. <laughs> Consult your friendly, educated, menopause-certified healthcare provider and FDA. Stop deserving women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice.